theextraordinarychurch.ca podcast, where ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. You are about to hear a message that will encourage you to become and experience all that Jesus Christ has for you. Are you ready? Open up your Bibles because something extraordinary is about to happen. Now let's put our hands together for Jesus, everybody. Come on, let's clap our hands for Jesus, everybody. Hallelujah. Thirty seconds ago, thirty seconds ago, there were walls and barriers that were around your life, that were around your mind, that were around your heart. 30 seconds ago, those walls, God just demolished those walls. And I stand here and I prophesy to you in the power of the Holy Ghost that you are going to experience what you Jesus, addictions, my 
if you're here, if you are here and you are battling in chaos, you are battling in fear, you are battling in life, you are going through and don't know what to do, I've come to give you the antidote and the antidote's name is Jesus. There is no other name. There is no other answer in this world than Jesus Christ. And today, I give you Jesus. It is all based upon what you can believe. Whatever happens in here is not based upon God's ability. His ability is... But I believe that God has brought us right now to a crossroad that we are in a place right now like blind Bartimaeus because blind Bartimaeus he was there and Jesus was walking by Jesus was in his presence Jesus was on his way to do something in somebody's life Blind Bartimaeus, he was not going to allow Jesus to go past him without giving him his answer. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus is on his way to touch somebody in your row. But is there enough faith within you? Is there a desperation that is within you? from right now. I do not care what it is that you need. I don't care what it is that you're facing. And I'm not trying to be rude, but I don't care what it is because I am telling you that God is going to do it. 
God is going to answer your faith. It is upon the level of your faith if you can believe. And I am telling you, I am telling you, I am more convinced of this that at his name, at his name, no devil in hell can stand. At his name, no sickness can live. At his name, no demon is able to prosper. At his dimension of the name of Jesus, every sickness must go. right now in the back God's gonna do something in that woman right there in that green sweater right now come on would you lift your hands right now and begin to worship come on would you begin to worship right now
and I'm not trying to be rude in any sense at all, okay? I am sick and tired of good preaching. I want the power and the presence of God to come down and touch earth. You hear this preacher right now. I am not satisfied. I am not satisfied unless God touches somebody. I'm not satisfied unless God fills someone with the Holy Ghost. I'm not satisfied unless somebody breaks three. I'm not satisfied unless somebody, unless somebody is changed. I'm telling you something, our gospel, this gospel is not a social gospel. This gospel is the power of God unto salvation. This gospel is a life changing. It's a soul resurrecting. It is a transforming power that is still real, that is still alive, and that is still able to touch your life today. If you're here and you are bound and confused, today I give you Jesus. If you're here and you're sick in your body, today I give you Jesus. Today, if you're here, bound in your mind, today, I give you Jesus. Two thousand and five. I'm sorry, you guys are. You guys are making me get cranked up. Thank you. <laughs> Got a pardon me. It's my third service today. been to church before in my life, never knew who God was, but 2005 was the ending of my time where I was a $300 a day cocaine addict. It, uh, yeah, I could, I, longest I could go on my own without taking a hit was 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Pastor, I remember I would go into the bathroom. Man, I, got, I was so excited this morning. I forgot to get into it, but I'd go into the bathroom and I'd take tweezers and I'd go into the bathroom in the mirror and I would pull pieces of cartilage out of my nose. 
in order to open my nasal cavity to put more blow up my nose. It was common, it was common for me to be taking a line while someone was putting a needle in my arm. I couldn't wait past 30 minutes so I've ever met, I know what it's like to be out in the streets and uh, would go into the public bathroom and I'd go into the public bathroom and I'd close the uh, stall door behind me and get down on my knees and I'd put that toilet seat down and I'd break out a line on the public bathroom toilet seat because I couldn't wait to get home. I know, I know what it's like to be so bound. I know what it's like to be so controlled. I know what it's like for the pressure of an enemy to put its hand on you and refuse to let go. I know what it's like to wake up day after day after day after day after day controlled by a substance. Controlled by something that I had no control over. Whatever it said I had to do. Whatever it told me to do, I had to do it because I did not have the willpower. I did not have the strength. I did not have it within me because it was stronger than me. You know, I wanted to know what it would be like to wake up in the morning and not have to be controlled by a substance. Hey, pastor, you want to know what? I wanted to know what it would be like to be able to go to bed without having to open my refrigerator, chug my NyQuil, chug a couple beers, take a couple hits of crystal, a couple hits out of my bong, and pass out, and then have the fiending of the cocaine that I was so addicted to bolster me right out of sleep when I've been awake for the last three days. Yeah, I would love to know what it would be like. I remember one night I was in my apartment. I was so high. I was on my bed. I had sweat pouring off of me. My heart was beating right out of my chest. And I fell onto the floor and I fell into the fetal position on the floor. Now you need to understand, I had no idea who God was and I had no idea what his name was. I had no idea if he even existed but I fell onto the floor in the fetal position and I cried out and I said, God, if you exist, I need you. The very next day, the very next day, 
the senior assistant pastor out of the church that we base out of. He was walking down the road and I was walking. We were gonna be crossing paths and he had never met me in my life. But he stopped me and he said, sir, I have no idea who you are, but you've got questions about life. I'm putting 300 bucks up my nose, needles in my arm. I'm, I'm ripping pieces of cartilage. Yeah, man, I got questions. So we went to Tim Hortons. We were there in Tim Hortons. I was going back and forth to the bathroom. I was telling them everything that was going on. Man, my, I was covering that table in tears. At the end, at the end of it all, he let me get right to the very end. He said, Josh, you know what you need? I said, I know. I know. He said, Josh, what you need is Jesus. Now, Y'all got to understand, never been before, didn't know. The only thing that I knew was about 30 minutes of freedom before all of a sudden the next need for that hit would come. Tried everything on my own, tried everything. Yep, tried it all, got 30 minutes. So I was so desperate for an answer that I wasn't willing to judge it. You want to know... You want to know how to know if you're desperate or not? You ain't willing to judge what the answer is that's placed in front of you. Because I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, there is an answer and his presence is in this room right now. There's an answer and his presence is in this room right now. Oh, I can feel, I'm telling you right now, we're about 10 minutes away from a breakthrough in the Holy Ghost. We're about 10 minutes away from it. Just because things have quieted down doesn't mean that his spirit is up. Because noise is not anointing. His spirit is anointing. Spirit is about to break you free. So, so, he's, revival services were happening in Peterborough. And uh, he's, Brother Dennis Brown can't pick me up. We, we got to service a little bit late. We walked in. The church was already juking and jiving. They were throwing down already. Dude, I walked in and looked around. I thought, my God, what have I got myself into? <laughs> oh, come on. Don't you tell me the first time you came in here, you thought this was normal. You bunch of liars. You don't know what's... Y'all, I walked in. I saw everyone lifting their hands. I'm like, who you lifted your hands to? 
Uh-huh. I'm the one telling the truth now. <laughs> so we sat down. The preacher was preaching. He was preaching that there was a power that could change. There was an answer. There was something that could happen. Pastor, what I forgot to say this morning, and I'm sorry that I did, but because I had pulled out so much cartilage, I could take my one finger and I could press my nose completely flat against my face because I had pulled so much of it out and eaten it all away from sniffing so much blow. So we were sitting, he sat me, I sat on the end aisle about halfway down. Now, I didn't know you people had altar calls. And I didn't know that you were supposed to wait for the preacher to finish in order to go to the altar. Because, honey, there is no program that you're willing to follow when there is a desperation that is within you. There is no program. There is no formula. There is no plan that you are willing to follow because when you are desperate enough, you're willing to throw everything away. You're willing to throw it out the door. I did not care who saw me. I said, y'all are stopping this service because I'm about to have an encounter with a power from another world. And I was sitting halfway down. And when he was preaching, I just believed that this could happen to me. I shot up from my seat. I hit the aisle and I ran and I fell down at the altar. I lifted up my hands and ladies and gentlemen, at that very moment, God had reached down from the heavens. He stepped down into the earth. He wrapped his arms around me and he instantaneously delivered me from a free hundred dollar a day cocaine addiction. When I got up from that altar, when I got up from that altar, I got the Kleenexes, I began to wipe the tears, began to wipe my nose, and I began to feel. Not only did God deliver me instantaneously from an addiction of that magnitude, but when I began to feel, God had completely rebuilt all of the cartilage back in my nose. I could not push it flat anymore. Honey, I don't know where you're at. I don't know what it is you're going through. I don't know what it is you're facing. But I am telling you in the Holy Ghost that your answer is Jesus Christ. Let your faith reach out to a power. Let your faith reach out to a power. I feel faith in here right now. 
I feel faith in here right now. He transformed my life. He changed my life. Let me... Are you seriously going to sit there and tell me that you're fine in your life going through what you're going through and you're fine dealing with what you're dealing with because you don't want to step out in this place? You want to know what one of the worst enemies to humanity is? Pride. I yelled at my pastor. But I know you are sitting there in your life and you're battling and when you get home you sit there and you cry in the night because of what you have to carry around with you you sit there at your home all alone all by yourself wondering is there ever going to be uh, something is there ever going to be something that is going to allow me to come up out of what I am facing? And what we do, and I I'm, I'm promise you, I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. I'm talking to somebody back here right now. Because what happens is, is when you walk into this place, you put on that false facade because you are afraid of what other people in the church are going to think about you. And what it is, is that you're allowing the enemy to release pride into your life because the enemy is sitting there talking and saying, what is everybody going to think? Oh, everybody thinks you have it all together. Everybody thinks that you're perfect. Nobody wants to know that you've got that broken life. Nobody wants to know that your household is broken, that your household is dealing with what it's dealing with. Let me go one step further and say this, is that you're too prideful to even walk up to an altar because you think that it's uncool. right now. Lift your hands right now. 
right now, right now, we are in the place like the 10 lepers. The 10 lepers came and they were in the presence of Jesus. And they cried, son of David, mercy on us. We want to be healed. And Jesus said, all right, Bose, go on, go show yourself to the priest. You've been in my presence. You've experienced, go on now. Dude, as they started trucking it, they all of a sudden looked. Watch this now. All of a sudden, one decided to turn back. He turned back to come to the presence of Jesus again. He said, I'm not interested in man's approval. I am more interested in being in your presence, Jesus, than the approval of the presence of a man. Now, here is where we find ourselves right now because those nine other lepers, oh, yes, they got a miracle. Oh, yes, they got it. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. They got the miracle. But the thing with leprosy, and it's what the Lord just healed over that lady back there. The thing with leprosy is that when you're healed of leprosy, you have the scars on your skin to be a reminder of what you faced in the past. And with leprosy, they were cast out of the city. So when those nine others sitting around the dinner table, pastor, on the first night back with their family, you want to know what they did? They'd be sitting there, cutting up their food, all of a sudden bringing it up to their face and the look of the scar. And it would be a reminder of the separation between them and their family. The reminder of what they went through. Even though it was a miracle of healing, it was still a reminder of what they faced because the scars are what brings into remembrance in our mind what we have gone through. And when we continually look at the scars of what happened in our past, the enemy is able to feed into your mind and is able to make your mind a playground where he can control you how he wants, whether you're in church or not. And so that last leper comes back. He comes back to the presence of Jesus, falls down and begins to worship him because there's always room for the second miracle. He said, because of your faith, you are made whole because there wasn't going to be 
scars in his life that the enemy was going to feed upon to control within his mind. There was not going to be scars that were going to be able to be a remembrance. That's what God had done for you right there back there. There were scars in your heart and mind that God formed over where there is no recollection of the scar anymore. That woman has been set completely free in the presence of Jesus. Come on now, I'm talking to some people right now. You've got scars in your life. You're at the point of the lepers. Don't run away at the first miracle. Don't settle for the first miracle because there's a secondary miracle and he's about to create brand new in you. I'm feeling it in the Holy Ghost. I'm feeling it in the Holy Ghost right now. I'm telling you, I'm sorry I'm taking too long. I am telling you, there is creation that is waiting to transpire in this place. Creation is about to happen. Creation has not ended. In the beginning, God, in the beginning, I believe the most powerful verse in the Bible is Genesis 1 and 1. It says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And what that was, was God taking absolutely nothing and making it into something. And I believe that the creative power and the creative voice and the creative word of God is still real, it is still alive, and it is in this atmosphere right now. This atmosphere is charged with creative power that is going to create new in your life today. This day has been ordained. This day has been created. This day has been set aside for you, for you, for you. You are going to be made in whole. You are going to be made new. It's going to happen. It's going to happen to you right now. This is your moment. This is your time. Would you stand to your feet all across this tabernacle? Would you get ready to lift your hands? Because the heavens are about to be opened. The heavens are about to be opened. And God is about to step down into this tabernacle. God is about to fill all of those who are empty right now. Get ready. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you one story. Tell you one story. We have been literally traveling. I want to tell you two stories. We've been literally traveling all across the world preaching the gospel. But 
two of the most powerful things I've ever seen was one, we were preaching in Peterborough. And there was a lady who came. She had not received the gift of the Holy Ghost. She came up to the front. She had surgery on her side. And, and, and what happened was her incision wound, I guess you would call it, it kept on opening. And so they, she had been back to the hospital several times, closing it back up, but it kept on breaking open. And so she, there was these open bandages that were there, was pressed upon. She came up to receive the Holy Ghost. And she had her hands lifted and God filled her with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. After a little while, we all of a sudden heard screams. Dude, those bandages were on the floor. And she was screaming because where that incision surgery cut was, when God filled her with the Holy Ghost, he completely closed it over where there's no scar that could be seen. I'm telling you stories that happened here, not overseas. So if you wanna call somebody and double check, Pastor, it was, um, oh, when were we in Stittsville? February? It was before COVID. I think it was February. And we went there for a Holy Ghost serve. Uh, we went there for a weekend. Sunday morning was meant for people to be filled with the Holy Ghost. There was a lady who came first time that she had ever come, ever been into a, Pentecostal church, first time. I made the altar call for people who needed the Holy Ghost to come up. She walked up with Sister McCarty. She walked up and she stood there and she had this cancerous mass on her stomach. She lifted up her hands to receive the Holy Ghost before she could get the second hallelujah out of her mouth she began to speak in other tongues as God filled her with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and when God was filling her with the baptism of the Holy Ghost that cancerous mass dissolved to nothing in the altar as she was being filled with the Holy Ghost Ladies and gentlemen, I talk to you about the pride because right now is where you're going to have to step out. Move them their seats to the side, please. Because right now is where you're going to have to step out. I don't, don't worry, you don't need to. Now here's the deal, okay? Because now I preached faith. God anointed and the gift of faith was put upon me. Faith was released as I spoke. You felt the faith. Now what happens? You must step out and believe. Thanks for listening to our podcast. 
Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends, extraordinarychurch.ca. We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.